Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Rushville. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Rush County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. So is this Porter deal a deal? Now, we haven't seen the details. We only have people engaged in conversation like Senator uh, Lankford of Oklahoma, who's been one of the lead negotiators, saying that this is a worthwhile deal and people are talking about things they haven't read yet and it's totally misunderstood. Yeah, the challenge that Senator Cruz has and a bunch of other folks is they're still waiting to be able to read the bill on this. And this has been our great challenge of being able to fight through the final words to be able to get the bill text out so people can hear it. Right now, there's Internet rumors is all that people are running on. It would be absolutely absurd for me to agree to 5,000 people a day. This bill focuses on getting us to zero illegal crossings a day. There's no amnesty. It increases the number of Border Patrol agents. It increases asylum officers. It increases detention beds so we can quickly detain and then deport individuals. It ends catch and release. It focuses on additional deportation flights out. It changes our asylum process so that people get a fast asylum screening at a higher standard and then get returned back to their home country. This is not about letting 5,000 people in a day. This is the most misunderstood section of this proposal. And let me tell you briefly what it is. We'll get into what it is. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Then why are people talking about the fact that it wouldn't uh, shut the border down until you got to 5,000 people a day? Why would anybody allow such a thing? And why is Joe Biden going around saying, you pass this bill, it'll give me a power to shut down the border and I'll do it. You have the power to do that right now. What do you... What lie are you telling? It's an election year and you're now talking about the border. That's what's happening here. I'll take a look at good legislation. I don't care where it comes from. I need a secure border. I need technology at the border. I need a border wall. I need to ensure that those who need the labor force can actually get it. I need to make sure that these people aren't getting the right to vote or a pathway to citizenship. We need to make sure everybody is vetted. And some people aren't allowed in the country, including single, able-bodied males. Single, able-bodied males are not allowed in the United States. Thank you. Goodbye. That's all there is to it. But I would warn Senator Lankford, if you really think you can trust the Democratic Party after what they did to, let's say, oh, I don't know, Joe Manchin, on uh, on the Inflation Reduction Act, you might want to double-check the wording. Now, as for the Oklahoma Republican Party condemning him, I don't know if that makes any sense. I don't know if that has value. But when you're dealing with people who have been lying about the border for years, hmm, you might want to you might want to take a breath and a beat. Before going forward. And the Super Bowl 
You've got San Francisco defeating the Lions very sadly. You've got Kansas City defeating the Ravens because the Ravens decided not to play football. It's the 49ers. It's the Chiefs. It's the Super Bowl. Meh. I mean, you want Brock Purdy, I mean, Mr. Irrelevant for the 49ers. Now in a Super Bowl, that's that's pretty impressive stuff. NFC Championship last year, if it wasn't for the uh, arm issue, now he's in. I mean, that's a fun story. Some people think Taylor Swift is the fun story. This Super Bowl got boring quick. Quick. Could have the Lions-Ravens. Could have the Lions-Chiefs. And nobody really wants the Chiefs. But you could have the Lions-Ravens. And so it goes, people. And so it goes. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. You said you want to do great things with this $83 million settlement. Give us an idea about that. Don't want to waste money. Well, I do have an idea. I like to, it's, I like to give the money to something Donald Trump hates. If it will cause him pain for me to give money to certain, to certain things, that's my intent. Well, perhaps a fund for the women who have been sexually assaulted by Donald Trump. Eugene Jean Carroll is despicable. This $83 million, this defamation suit, I didn't follow the case. So I, I have little to say uh, uh, about it. But E. Jean Carroll's entire, how, to me, how she comes off uh, as as. She comes off as petty. She comes off as vindictive. She comes off as manipulative. Certainly, I've never thought much of her as an author or anything else. Uh, uh, somebody who who has stated before that, what was it, rape is sexy? Not my person. Wasn't spending much time thinking about her. Why this this case uh, brings her $83 million, I can't tell you what's accurate or not accurate in this. There are plenty of people who, who followed it and watched it all, all the way through. And, of course, an appeal is coming, and, and rightfully so. But if you're going to go on TV and say, I'm going to do something with this that's really going to bother Donald Trump, that's, I think you're a weird person. Um, and, and for, and for the record, she is a weird person. My take is that she's a very odd, weird person. My God, that could be her take of me for all I know. 18.3 million in compensatory damages, 11 million for harm to her reputation and 65 million in punitive damages. She said that was needed to stop Trump from continuing to defame her. Um, super, super weird. Uh, is it going to stop Trump from saying anything? I have absolutely no idea. Nothing else has. I, I, I don't know why it would. But to go on TV and, and do this is not, 
doesn't make you look like somebody who was really focused on, uh, you know, getting the right thing done, you know, justice. Uh, vindictive, small, and petty. That's how it looks. It's, it's, it's how it looks. Now on this, from Anne Hathaway, well, we're going to discuss how it looks. Why would I bring up Anne Hathaway at all? What, what, what would she have uh, to, to the show? She is giving a speech at, in front of the Human Rights Campaign. And the actress is engaged in a conversation that is, wow, you are, you are racked with some, some serious guilt. And you are, I don't think you're aware of what it is that you're pushing. Wanting people to be good to one another, wanting people to engage in levels of less judgment and more live and let live. I have no problem with this. It would be great if people would treat me that way, but they, they, they don't. You can't let me live and let live. I have to do this. I have to say this. I have to celebrate this or else. Well, I, I don't, I'm not here to do what other people tell me I have to do and I'll let the chips fall where they may. But the actress, Anne Hathaway, they're speaking at some gala, and, well... What I love most about this community is the way you own the alphabet. (laughs) L-G-B-T-T-Q-Q-I-A-A-P. No letter left behind. funny that she would see value in something that clearly represents an issue because the L, the G, and the B ain't necessarily down with the T. And I don't know why she's repeating Q and and A and all. The L, the G, and the B are very different things from the T. Yet they're told if they're not part of the thing, then they're not in, they're on the outside, attacked, vilified, etc. So what you're celebrating seems in and of itself to be part of the problem, but let Anne Hathaway continue. No, for real. What I love about this community is the freedom. The freedom that comes with being yourself, all of yourself. I love the energy, the activism, the generosity, the light, the shade. Like throwing shade. I wonder if there are any other groups where she loves where the people are themselves. But wait for it. The fun. I love the dignity that accompanies self-acceptance. It is important to acknowledge that with the exception of being a cisgender male, everything about how I was born has put me at the current center of a damaging and widely accepted myth. That myth is that gayness orbits around straightness, transgender orbits around cisgender, and that all races orbit around whiteness. All right. Ms. Hathaway, just as, as, as a couple of, 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 of points here. Um, transgender orbiting anything. You are talking about a social contagion 
that is built around the idea of wanting to gain attention and not actually any level of data that would show this type of growth of a subset of a mental disorder. So it isn't about orbiting around. It's about you now stating that this is some kind of standard that this is normalized, which of course it isn't. And buying into it and somehow coddling it as opposed to treating it as a mental disorder it is. Again, making the most radical mistake that that is somehow connected to somebody who is gay. Those are different things. And there is no belief and no saying that somebody who is gay accepts this transgender thing. Yet here you are utilizing and engaging a myth that somehow they're interconnected. Gayness orbiting around straightness would be something of 50 years ago, not today. Race orbiting around whiteness, well, since there is no such thing as whiteness. (gasps) Who wants to fight? The term was invented to create hate, and there you are building upon it while you talk to us about love and dignity. Let her continue, shall we? I appreciate this community so much because it's where I learned to reject this myth. I appreciate this community because together we are not just going to question this myth. We are going to destroy it. The walls built in fear will crumble. They will disintegrate. The old world will shatter, and the pieces that no longer serve will melt. A new world will emerge forged from this community, from their size, from your seismic imperative message that love is love. Ah, love is love. Lin-Manuel Miranda saying, love is love is love is love is love. He he said it uh, a lot. Does that include the children? Anne. These walls that will crumble and the old world shattering and pieces that no longer serve melting. Um, Does this include children? Are we going to protect the children? Or is that part of the old world? Anne Hathaway, this was not a good look. Just created a lot of questions. What you have stated is certainly not a good look, and I think really, really uh, damaging and hateful towards those people who are gay who recognize there's a difference between L, G, and B and the T, and you have no respect for that. Uh, And then this love is love message, that's a message put out by people who want to excuse really bad things. Is that you, Ms. Hathaway? Love and answer. Be- also, loved you in Devil Wears Prada. Terrific. 33 degrees in the American Standard Heating Weather Center. The time is 835. How bad is it? Don't sugarcoat it. Give it to me straight. What, coffee? I think I need some coffee. Time to fill up on the news. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Dow futures down 26. NASDAQ futures up 21. 
The story to pay attention to, Evergrande. We have talked about this Chinese real estate company, the billions of dollars that they have lost, that if American companies are investing in this, this is dangerous. Well, a Hong Kong court has halted shares of Evergrande from being traded because the court has ordered liquidation. These are the people who have been building the ghost cities and everything else. This is going to create issues. You're talking about a stock that was trading at numbers like $25 a share in July of, of 2020, and now is 16 cents. I'm looking at the uh, chart here over there at uh, CNBC. This is the story to watch. What does this do to markets? What does this do to groups that were heavily invested here? How does it play out? And then look to Country Garden. Country Garden is just like Evergrande. It could also have this level of of default. They claim that they could possibly avoid it because they, they think they see a way out. It's a question of how much they get propped up to get out. Keep an eye on those two things. Also keep an eye on the UNRWA, the United Nations Relief and Works Agency. This organization, part of the UN, had people who were part of the October 7th attack. We fund the UNRWA to the tune of over $300 million a year, far more than anybody else. They were involved in the planning, evolved in the attack, did not warn anybody, did this, cheered when Israelis were killed. And you now have the United States, Germany, United Kingdom, Australia, Italy, Canada, Finland, and the Netherlands all pausing funding to the organization. Japan is suspending funding for the time being. And they're now claiming, well, if we don't have this money, we can't feed the children. You kill children. Kiss my... Tony, it's radio. You're going to have to think of another way to say kiss my ass. You're not allowed to say that, Tony. You're going to have to find another way to say that. So just calm yourself down and find another way to say kiss my ass. You can do it. You can do it. (sighs) Ah. Glad I had I had to have that little internal talk, right? You don't you don't want to you don't want to go overboard, do you? Oh no, you don't. Not if you don't want to show up tomorrow. So that's the UNRWA. Of what value is the United Nations? These are friends. These are partners. Never found a despot they don't like. Always in favor of finding uh, the most rational countries uh, to be uh, the most guilty of whatever they decide. But the most duplicitous countries, they get a pass. Notice I didn't say perfect. I I, I didn't say uh, perfect. 
But no, there's no value in the UNRWA. There's no value in the United Nations. It's time for a rethink. These are criminals. These are awful people. They're thieves, one and all. Lecturing to the United States about how to be decent while taking all of our money. Throw people in jail. At least throw them out of the United States. But stop funding these groups. Holy hell, stop funding these groups. They have no value. Stop thinking that they do. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Make the right decision. Get lasting relief from joint pain. You don't have to compromise. It's not like I got a little bit of pain. Ah, it's going to be all right. Ah, it's going to be fine. Oh, I can get through it. What are you doing? What are you doing? Talk to QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative, non-surgical pain relief. We're talking about no drugs, no surgery, no downtime. QC Kinetics can make it happen. It's not a Band-Aid. It's a treatment that can get you moving again, get your life back, non-surgical, and you get, whether it's the knee, the hip, uh, the shoulder, the the, the back, you got the arthritis pain, you got uh, an injury from work, playing pickleball, whatever the case may be, QC Kinetics has got you covered, can get you moving again without surgery, without drugs, without the downtime. They are uh, open on Saturdays, so you can talk to them without having to miss any time at work. QC Kinetics, Eagle Creek, Greenwood, Carmel, so they're easy to find. 317-559-PAIN. QC Kinetics, 317-559-PAIN. In Eagle Creek, in Greenwood, and in Carmel, 317-559-PAIN. no surprise there that the political leader surrounding him there, he has become, Trump has become an insider. That's what it comes down to, is he's more interested in satisfying the elected class than he is in satisfying the people. When it comes to South Carolina, look, we wanted to be strong, and I think, you look, we started with 2% in Iowa, we ended up with 20%. We got to New Hampshire, we needed to do better than that. And we did. We got 43% of the vote. Now we're going into South Carolina. We need to be stronger than what we did in New Hampshire. And so that's certainly what we need to do. But it's not just that we need to be stronger, Kristen. Trump needs to be stronger. He's not getting the independent vote. He's not getting a segment of the Republicans. And so he's got some work to do as well. That is some lovely spin, Ambassador Nikki Haley. But you're not seriously going to try and tell anybody, including Kristen Welker on Meet the Press, that you don't need to win South Carolina, are you? Uh, Let me just make sure we get an answer, though, Ambassador Haley, because this is your home state. You were governor in the state of South Carolina. Do you need to win your home state in order to stay in this race? Is it do or die? I think I need to do better than I did in New Hampshire. So this is a building situation. But it's do you not need about to which win, state you get in which state. You don't, do you need to actually win? I think I, I need to say you need to do better. But do, don't you need to win your home state to show that you can win a state, win your home state, and really put some delegates on the map for yourself? 
Well, we've got 17 delegates. He's got 32. I'd say that's pretty good to start. What I do think I need to do is I need to show that I'm building momentum. I need to show that I'm stronger in South Carolina than New Hampshire. Does that have to be a win? I don't think that necessarily has to be a win, but it certainly has to be better than what I did in New Hampshire, and it certainly has to be close. There's only one way in which this is true. Some donor has said to you, if you get close, I'll keep writing checks. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Otherwise, uh, she has to win. And while Welker didn't really ask the pushback in, in, a, in a great way, she did at least push back, and for that I'm thankful. You have to win. I have no idea what you think your path is. If you don't, it's, it's, it's unserious. To say I just need to do better and that's enough, you got to have some donor with you. It's unserious. You know, it, it, it's like saying this. Folks, the bottom line is our economy has grown more in the last six months than it ever did at any point in Trump's entire four years in office. I, I don't even know what to do about that. It's just so... It's it's this complete bastardization of numbers to manipulate data no one feels this way. No one feels good. They don't feel good. This is the issue. They don't feel good, and they're going to continue not feeling good. Not because I want it to be this way, but because this is what they're saying. There's no faith that this economy is going to be strong and valuable. There's nothing that says, hey, invest now, build, grow your business. Everything's going to be fine. Nothing. But this is this is uh, Team Biden. This is what they do. This is how they do it. Just say things. Facts don't matter. Data doesn't matter. Just doesn't matter. I will, on Tony Katz today, be getting into this. This back and forth between Bill Maher and Seth MacFarlane, a family guy. He makes me laugh, but his politics are ridiculous. And this conversation is a a great example. And while I did check it, uh, Producer Carl, uh, finger on the dump button just in case. Here we go. You seem to trust journalists more than I do. I trust certain journalists, yeah. Yeah, I do. Certain ones I do. Not a lot. And Not a lot? I, no. And, and everything I read, it, whatever source, it's only half the truth. They print, they print the narrative. They don't print truth. That's a they, generalization, though. Well, it, it is, because really? it's, it's generally true. They print the side of the story. By the way, that's they exactly print, what Donald Trump wants. What it, you just said is exactly what he wants. I, it doesn't matter. Don't trust, don't trust the reporters. Okay. Don't trust the journalists. Well, Hitler was a vegetarian. doesn't mean I'm like Donald Trump. <laughs> But, the, but they print the half that they want there that is going to make people like you who are a partisan, very partisan. You want to read something that, oh, I, that, that makes me feel good. That Seth MacFarlane has an inability to accept this. This is what Trump wants. Uh, it's, it's not Trump that made the DOJ go after parents. It, it, it's just not. 
It's not Trump that made the FBI lie. It's not Trump that made the IRS go after the Tea Party. It's This is not what took place. It is not Trump that made the New York Times give up on journalism because this guy is so dangerous we have to go against our journalistic integrity. This is like George Bush when the bailouts came. I have to go against capitalism to save capitalism. That does not work. That is like saying I have to go run a marathon by swimming. It's just not something that makes sense. Seth MacFarlane can't accept this. I should, I, I have to never once have a questioning eye of a mainstream national media just accept what they say. That's exactly what Philip Bump said in the Washington Post, their national correspondent. You realize when you do your own research, you're more apt to be wrong. You should just listen to me. I know what to tell you. I'll tell you what you need to hear. Good gosh. To listen to that exchange is to is to really see where the delusion is, is at its genesis. You questioning things is exactly what Trump wants. It can't be your own mind saying, wait a second, I don't think this is right. Nope, you're just a pawn for Trump. That's a great way to keep you from using your own mind. Me, I think you should use your own mind. That's what I say. I'll catch you guys at noon, Matt.